Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Picture the scene. The early morning rain had swept the tarmac, a bitter wind had joined in, doing its best to make the January start to 2022 as miserable as possible. The rain was pounding, a deafening tattoo on the plastic roof. The Red Cross were doing what they could. Desperate times. Nope, not the opening from my new novel, but a story of a wealthy country where the government was unable to make decisions, their fragile healthcare system all but collapsed, a humanitarian crisis in Bojo's Britain. If I told you your granny could be looked after in a tent in a car park, the army could deliver her home into the care of the Red Cross, you'd have laughed me off the page. Well, it's happening. Why? The three L's. Legacy. Ten years of post-banking crisis flatline funding, leaving the NHS with fewer beds and staff than most comparable EU and OECD healthcare systems. The NHS went into the COVID crisis unprepared, unrehearsed, under-resourced and survives on energy and goodwill. Second, our leadership. As the COVID months have dragged on, the economic damage horrible, slow decisions compounded problems, a credibility vacuum in the leadership has divided the Tory party. And the third L, lunacy. A small group led by Brexit hard man Steve Baker, who was instrumental in bringing down Theresa May, has engineered a situation where unless Baker agrees, Bojo has no Commons majority. The NHS is in free fall. The pubs are free to stay open. Sensible public are imposing their own COVID avoidance strategies with no customers. The businesses we've all spent billions saving are now with no support from Her Majesty's government withering on the vine. Working from home as derailed transport systems now facing an avalanche of debt. Transport for London is probably technically bankrupt. The number of sector-wide passenger journeys reduced by 77.7%. Revenues dropped by 8.6 billion. Without massive subsidies, this is unsurvivable. GDP declined by 9.7% in 2020, the steepest drop since consistent records began in 1948, equaling the decline in 1921. For every £100 this nation earns, £95 is now owed in debt. And the NHS? Well, hopes of reducing the 5.8 million waiting lists are gone. In a normal year, the NHS carries out 10 million operations, of which 2 million are emergencies. It's safe to assume there'll be another 8 million this year, and the next year, and the year after. Plus, the 5.8, or well, let's call it 6 million legacy waiters, that's 14 million. Plus an unidentifiable number who are yet to present, as the NHS quaintly calls it, that means turning up, from last year and from this. Pick a number, well, let's call it 2 million. So that gets us to 16 million. Plus, don't forget, mental health therapies, diagnostics, outpatients, AIDS and adaptations and social care. You know, I put a price on that, I've no idea. As many as 66% of waiters if I can put it like that, have been day cases. But as weights lengthen, patients become more complex and that percentage will shrink. Rule of thumb, 
For every consultant-led bed in the NHS in England, there's the equivalent of 40 people on the waiting list now. And if the number reaches 16 million, call it about 113. The current 5.8 million figure is about the same as every person in Denmark being on the NHS waiting list and add in Belgium and Slovenia to get to 16 million. Reach for the back of an envelope, fag packet, whatever, do some numbers. If half can be day cases, we'll have 8 million admissions. If rough average theatre time per case is, say, I don't know, four hours, that's three, 32 million, 32 million theatre hours. If lists are eight hours long, that's four million days, or assuming 365 day working, which is a bit of a stretch, that's nearly... 11 years of operating time, plus pharmacy, therapies, imaging, primary care, social care and all the rest, plus 8 million day cases, plus emergencies. Hands up, if I'm out by half, with current staffing levels and bed capacity, the NHS will never catch up and it's stupid to pretend otherwise. Beds? Well, we can build them in in a weekend. Staff, according to NHSE, more than 27,000 medics left in quarter three of last year, the highest on record, and 14,000 nurses quit. There is no workforce plan. The NHS can do nothing until the Department of Health, the Treasury and Number 10 authorise one. It's not COVID that's wrecked the NHS. It's COVID policy. To stand a chance, maybe six things. Pick strategically placed trusts to become regional trauma centres and the rest, walk-ins and 24-7 elective factories. Upskill the workforce where possible and bring in auxiliary support intensively trained in 18 weeks. Reward trusts for better people retention strategies. Create strategic partnerships with trusts in the domiciliary care sector for staffing, recruitment and training. Fund buyouts where possible. NHSE board, confed and providers, find your cojones, tell Bojo straight. Baker is ruining the workforce now and wrecking the service for the next 10 years. And number six, Bojo, visiting vaccination centres is not leadership. Go figure out how to lead your party. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly.